This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. All right, we're back. Welcome to Off the Break Podcast. We're here um, after last week's announcement that Cody was going to take some off some time off yeah. back with Cody. I am. I'm just, I'm not <laughs> really, where'd you come from? I'm not really taking time off. I'm just popping in and out. I'm not going to be oh, consistent. that's what we're calling it now. Yeah. I'm that's not, not be... what you told us last week. I know. I just, I have a lot of big projects coming down the, the pipeline. And so I can't dedicate as much time to the podcast, but when things happen in the industry, like the Academy Award nominations that require my attention, I will be here. So you're like the podcast. You're like George W. Bush at the beginning of his presidency? Yeah, I'm phoning it it in a little bit, okay? I'm I'm ceremonial head of this. Ooh, let's see how many listeners we (laughs) remove for that comment. No, everybody, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, George W. Bush for the first year was lazy. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what, no matter what you think about politics, that guy set the standard. That's for... one thing the country can agree on. <laughs> uh, anyways, they made a anyway. movie. They made like two movies about it. <laughs> yeah, about how lazy that guy was to start. <laughs> well, Cody, after that one week hiatus, it's great yeah. to have you back. But it's going to be a shame to see you leave next week. <laughs> yeah, I probably won't be in next week. You can talk. We'll about... see. We don't know. <laughs> you can talk about all the big topics next week. All of the big topics. Yeah. Big topics. Okay. Well. Cutting edge. What do you want to start with? Do you want to start with Kyle's review yeah, of Plane, start. or do you want to just start ass- no. assassinating members of the Academy? I'm going to get to them, but go ahead, Kyle. Really? All me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was able to see Plane. I know it came out two weeks ago, but I still wanted to talk about it anyway, because I had a good time watching it. Um, it's practically what people were expecting, kind of the action standard movie that you would come out from especially a gerard butler vehicle but uh i i had a good time with it because the action was very fun to watch gerard butler is great in the role obviously but it had a a nice grit to it that i wasn't really expecting uh when it came to like the fight sequences they're a lot more i guess realistic and um a bit tougher to like watch and get through rather than some smooth hand-to-hand combat stuff like you would see in a John Wick movie, for example. And I kind of appreciated the movie for that. And I think that it just was a good time. I was happy to see it having its success in theaters. And if any other theaters are trying to play it or were thinking about doing it, I'd say a screen could be dedicated to it for a few showings. I love a gritty action movie where the where the star gets stabbed like 30 minutes in and yeah. or it gets injured and you're like oh no this is this is gonna change things dramatically like one of the first fight sequences is Dart butler doing a one-on-one fight and it's pretty much more like wrestling than like mm-hmm. a cool punch sequence here and there yeah and finally when he wins he literally has to take two minutes of the movie to catch his breath <laughs> and, awesome. and be like i just i just killed a man like <laughs> Like even though even though he's military trained, he still has that moment where he's like, "Oh my god, I had to do that!" And I I just like that um uh, that aspect of the movie that they brought in with him and the rest of the characters too. Was the plane landing sequence intense? Yeah, I thought they did a fairly good job. But the CGI was good on it. That's yeah. what I worry about good. when you have yeah. a movie called Plane, like the mm. the actual plane stunts need mm. to be need to be seamless yeah and yeah. i would say they did a pretty good job good. with that too 
good, good. Yeah. That's I always refer to it as planes with an S for some reason. And then when I would bring <laughs> it up in the system, that <laughs> the animated planes movie would come oh, up. Oh, when and you're I'm like, like typing it this in. This is and so far. Why couldn't they just said plane down well, or you something? Don't, you don't know if they're, well, we talked about this last week, but yeah. plane is the worst title. The worst title for this. It they could have come up with, you know, there's so many. They're in the yeah. plane at the beginning and the end. And the, oh, the, so there's multiple planes. No, no, it's it's oh, still it. There's the, there's only the one plane. I guess I'm uh, kind of spoiling it here, but does uh, it, the does middle it chunk fixed? of it, <laughs> kind of somehow they don't really explain how, but they it's just show, so broken that they can't fly it back they, out. But they show a guy kind of messing with some wires underneath the plane, and he's like, "Oh, I might have done something here," and then they <laughs> immediately have to leave before they get like kidnapped for a third time Can, so. okay now that we've entered spoiler alert territory is the bad murderer guy actually a bad murderer or is, yes oh so he really was bad yeah does yeah. he get like a oh wait wait are you talking about um you're not talking about the actual the guy the bad guy that they're taking on luke, the plane. Yeah. luke cage oh well yeah but he has a heart of gold Okay, that good. type he's of a, thing. Oh, he's but he's a, still a convicted murderer. He's yeah. a convicted murderer with a heart of gold. Cody, they don't transport. They don't transport non-convicted murderers with multiple FBI agents on a plane. I, well, I, may, I was kind of expecting him I to be like. You would find out he was innocent, and it was a setup. No. And now this is his getting freedom. So I was. I was kind of expecting that. Like they took everything away from me, and that right. would somehow be part of the plot. No, he he probably did do it, and oh. he just. It's like I don't I don't want to be on this plane. I don't want to go back to jail. You think Gerard Butler has the range to pull off Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones in the yeah. fugitive? Yeah. I thought, I thought it was maybe You think you think so? <laughs> All of a sudden he blows you away. He's like oh, There's amazing. There's those acting chops we were expecting. The, the did, real questions we want to answer. No, no, no. Did the did the oh. bad murderer guy did he die in the end where it's like we'll let you disappear because you helped save all these people. You're not going. Oh, back the way to jail. that you're you run oh, off the way into you're the jungle. Yeah, yeah, they do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Is Gerard good Butler is good Gerard Butler shirtless at any point during this film? I don't think at his. I don't age think we, he is. I don't think at his age we a need to see him shirtless. A tight white shirt, maybe. No, it's a tight tan shirt. Well, I don't. If that, that does anything for you. No. Which, I guess not. Yeah, of course it does. That's why I asked. No. <laughs> I didn't ask if he talks a lot no. with a with a with with or without an accent. <laughs> but she can switch in and out of, which is hilarious. What? He has some movies where he plays a Secret Service agent with an Irish accent, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, no, that doesn't exist. At the beginning, of, he does have the Irish accent, and at the beginning of the movie, his co-pilot, they were just meeting for the first time, so his co-pilot was like, oh, you're English? And he's like, no, I'm I'm, I'm Irish, actually. But in that pause, when it's like, oh, you're English? I, in the back of my head, I was like, he's English? <laughs> like, that's supposed to be an English accent? Oh, no, he's Irish. So let him, okay, okay, that makes more sense. No, this is the explanation that, like, if you're exceedingly successful, you become of england mm. if you're from any of their <laughs> surrounding territories you're accepted yeah. yeah no but if you're like into the royal family <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but if you're like a pariah you're like oh he's oh, welsh he's welsh <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's not english he's welsh but they had me for the moment i was like is the movie that bad that <laughs> they're just gonna let it slide We're just gonna oh no no they address it okay talk about his accent that's like liam neeson in in taken being a, a retired cia operative He's obviously not from America. <laughs> we do that all the time. We hire CIA people. 
CIA mercenaries. We've got to have them blend in to other countries. Yeah. <laughs> you can't hey. possibly be American. All right. So, yeah. Kyle, are you, you going to recommend this to me? <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> I'm in. And I'm, sa- <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not tiptoeing here. I'm staying my ground. I think, no, I know you will like this movie. Ooh. I caught myself. So I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> We'll catch this back in a year. Very bold. We'll see how this goes. We'll see you guys in February 24. <laughs> well, I don't know, Kyle. He did ask if Bertrand Butler was shirtless, and you said no. And he said it was very important. So It's medium important. I, I, I was I honest. Think I got very. I got a very important earlier. All right. Cody, we're done with playing. Okay, we're moving on. Just like it was in theaters for three weeks and then gone. Yep. Let's hear your take on the Academy okay. Awards. Let's get this so, rant over with. Academy Award nominations came out Tuesday morning. We've been waiting weeks for these. There was we, a we have, we have. have. <laughs> yes, because there was there was so many little independent, smaller budgeted films that were like, Oh, we're waiting we're expecting a nomination. Oh, we're waiting for this. Well nominations came and it just I don't know why every single year I get kind of excited. I'm like, oh, this will be really great for exhibitors. We're going to get some publicity. This be able, is the year. Be able to like capitalize on this and get a nudge the following week. No, it never happens because stupid movies get nominated. I'm sure they're very good artistically, but for exhibitors, these movies are garbage. Garbage, <laughs> garbage, tur sandwiches. If I could light them all on fire, I would. Nobody anywhere wants to go see Tar again. Nobody anywhere <laughs> wants to see Triangle of Sadness in a movie theater. These are all awful. Living awful. awful. Yes, as the okay, uh, feel better. a top five grossing movie of all time in Avatar The Way of oh, Water. Yeah, a t- top ten grossing movie in all <laughs> no, time where, of Top Gun Maverick. Okay, so Ken and I had a conversation. He brought this exact same point up. And I likened it to Austin Powers meme where Dr. Evil is like, I'm hip with it. I'm cool. And it just feels like, oh, we'll throw them a bone so we're not too out of touch. No. <laughs> like, this is just such a false, fake nomination. Like, yeah, let's give it to the films that actually worked for exhibition. And then we're going to really reward all these other ones. Because we don't care about movies that actually put people in movie theaters. Who cares about those? James Cameron, his $2 billion movie. Ah, the first Avatar didn't win. This one's not going to win either. I mean, I will... I will push back only slightly in that when you look at this year, those two movies were clearly like the obviously the biggest movies of the year, and they were what got audiences back in the theaters. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what other blockbusters would really have that same narrative. Uh, I would like it to be a movie like Nope, but otherwise, I, maybe The Woman King could have that argument. The one that maybe. snuck on here was Elvis to me. Elvis was a good yeah. one. I mean, it, everything, everywhere, all at once. That, maybe the audience for Elvis I thought is it, is uh, <laughs> you know don't make don't put too many stairs in their way to get yeah. to the theater. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> too many impediments. The only one I did appreciate was everything, everywhere, all at once because I think it was the only one that actually like was a good marriage of I think the artistic, creative side of filmmaking and the commercial success. Like yeah. when that rare one. That was an upscale movie that found an audience that found word of mouth and momentum. And that was very exciting. Those are the gems that we're always looking for right. in those things. Well, the, the that thing- was the, so I'm okay with yeah. that one. That one is, is good by all means on my list. However, 
the problem is, and this is my perspective on it. I don't care about how the movies moved me or any of that. I just think, okay, (laughs) can I bring any of these back and actually get ticket sales for them? And the answer is, well, Avatar's already on screen, so that's not coming back. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, well, we've already brought it back two or three times, so that one's not coming back. Another! It played at multiplexes. (laughs) It played a minimum of 10 weeks. I mean, that one can't can't ring water from a rock there, so I think we're good. Um, And I don't think there... I would bring everything everywhere all at once back, but it has been so available on streaming at such a discounted price that I... I just don't think there's any value, well, was, and there's my problem. It was an April opening, so it's been on PVOD for six months. Yeah. And it's been a rental for six months. And the, Yeah, and there, therein lies my problem. I'm, I asked Ken to put a sheet together. I was like, of the top ten picture nominations, w- are any of these like on PVOD, premium video on demand? I'm talking about the higher-end rentals here cheaper rentals or just streaming only and they're all available for for rental most of these have moved into Mm -hmm. the six dollar rental amount i think all of these except for fablemans have moved into avatar well avatar is not available yet for rental and neither is women talking yep because women talking has barely been released right i still don't believe that movie's real (laughs) i so it just looks so awful. But uh, a very dry, slow movie yeah. that audiences probably aren't craving right. for. I just really kind need... of the same as she said, I suppose. Yeah, I just really need that because I really want to like go get popcorn at the movie theater. That's really going to get me out of my living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the interesting part that I found out was that I went through, and all these films obviously have a an opening date, a release date. Well, that release date doesn't speak to our industry because mm-hmm. most theaters don't qualify for limited New York, L.A. releases. Right. Which all these films had. So I went and found the actual release dates of these films. Went at their widest at release. At their widest point. Yeah. And to see how many days from that point, not from the beginning arbitrary point, <laughs> right. when we opened it at two locations, how many days before it was available to rent. Yes. Or buy. So lot, I went through these. And right. A lot of these, just for the audience to know, are platform releases. So a lot of smaller distributed films uh, premiere in New York and L.A. And th- where they get to tout a p- high per screen average. And then that dictates. Then they go to like the next, uh, say, top 5 to 10 to 25 markets. So not even theaters, just markets. They're just trying to hit certain markets. And then from there, if they have a high enough per screen average, they wind wind it out at a certain point. Yeah, but like obviously the movie that had the longest theatrical release this year for all films was Top Gun Maverick. Yes, Paramount stuck to that and helped. Thank it you, for, Paramount, for eighty eight days before it was available anywhere else. Down to our lowest, which was uh, Fablemans from Universal. They had a, a record, according to us here on the podcast, mm-hmm. of a negative 10-day theatrical release. <laughs> yeah. So the widest point of release for Fablemans so far has been December 23rd. Mm-hmm. So for even more context, that's lower than Women Talking, which has a question mark. Which, right. which, which doesn't have we, – we have nothing because it still doesn't have its widest point, we believe. And right. not, quit women kidding talking. About, not kidding about the question mark. That's what Ken wrote yeah. down. Yeah. We right. don't know. We don't know. We don't know because but, they didn't they didn't anticipate, I think, the nominations. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't add a lot of prints for the week of the 
of January 27th, which is this Friday. They held back prints, so we might not see their widest release until 2, 3, or later. But luckily, it's still not available anywhere else. Right. But like Fableman's, yeah, 1223 was its widest release, but it went on PVOD on 1213, which which gave it a negative 10 days. Yeah. Yeah, because Universal (laughs) would not let... They, they were so stringent on who got to play this and how many prints were in the market. And if you got it, you had to hold the print. So that limited the number of available prints that by the time, but they didn't stick to that. They are so tough with that 17 day release window that the 17 days hit before they even got a chance for a normal, say six screen theater to get a, yep. its whole and hands this, on it. And this is the company that has like worked magic with, you remember Green Book? How amazing yeah. that worked out. I mean, yeah. obviously we weren't in the streaming segment that we are because now. they because they but it was they s- widened when word of mouth Correct. widened it. Yeah, it, they it and they didn't up. use streaming as a crutch. Mm-mm. They didn't try to do any of that. Obviously, it was twenty nineteen or whatever, but right. still, but I they, mean, they they've done this before successfully. Well, but I think they thought, oh, we've done this before. We're so smart. We will we'll do this again with the same results, and it was just been a disaster. Like by the time, because the movie was not as good it w- and it didn't appeal to audiences. And that's the problem with Fablemans is Unless that there is a crazy, it didn't move- get good word of mouth. Unless there's crazy movement on this. It's going to get outgrossed by West Side Story, oh, which is no. incredible to yeah. think. I mean, this was supposed to be. I'm happy about that. Like, <laughs> you know, when an, when an artist makes an autobiography, it's supposed to be like a crowning achievement for their... Yeah. I just think that audiences don't care about a super successful Hollywood insider that's patting himself on the back about his accomplishments. And that's what the movie felt like. That's what the trailers make it out to be, because mm-hmm. the movie's much more... Um, it, it's not that. Right. But it's I, the best way to say it. I think it's like, look at what I overcame, but... <laughs> Every I, it's just hard because I don't think people felt like I don't know I don't think they got from it what he wanted them to get from it. Even for older audiences, I just don't know. And this could be based on like where the movie is being played, obviously. But I don't even know if older markets really went out in droves to see this movie, Mm-mm. and they were the ones that grew up with Spielberg, obviously. Not like they're seeing Otto or Elvis or those others. Yeah. Well, before we finish up this topic, I have a bone to pick with Kyle. Well, hold on, hold on. So I I guess what I wanted to wrap up with it was I am just so disappointed with the Academy Awards. I'm disappointed that this does not help exhibition at all, that it didn't offer a bump. And I just wonder why we even choose to support this. Like, why does this even matter anymore? Why I I just wish the exhibition could have awards that actually rewarded films that helped exhibition out. What was the one that stayed in theaters longest? Like for, for this Top Gun Maverick should win. It stayed in theaters l- the longest so far. The math remains true. What, what's the one that got new audiences to the theater? Maybe there's the everything everywhere's win right there because yeah. you expanded your audience. And what's the one that just, you know, made you feel nostalgic or sold the most popcorn. There you go with minions. Why don't we do an episode on that? As I've just now, as we're now what, talking are, are about these, it, like let's yeah. do that ourselves. And that's Why not? what you know the they have set out to do originally was to award these individual things, but they've become antiquated. So antiquated, yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't. Yeah. And then 
you get out of the Oscars are so white or Oscars are so old. Like you get out of all those controversies because the winners more align with the general public and their perception of what was good too, because they supported these films with their, with their money, with their ticket sales. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Antiquated part really gets to me when it's like, is this the best adapted screenplay or original screenplay? Who gives a shit? What is (laughs) the best screenplay? Yeah. Which one of these brought the most attention to the r- specific writing of the characters? Not how it was performed, right. but what was the the line that got you the most? And Cody and I have the, the same answer for this. It was Banshees of Anishra, oh which we gosh. watched last week. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Shocking. I need to hear your thoughts. So I didn't, the Banshees of Anishram, I thought before the nominations came out, I was thinking this is going to get nominated. It's got some, maybe I'll bring it back to theaters. I hadn't seen it, but mm-hmm. I was like, this looks, has the elements being good. It's got some well-known actors. It's kind of fun. It seems to be f- maybe funny from the, from the previews because I hadn't seen it. And then I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so awkward and so dark and yep. not what I was expecting at all, but and it's amazing. But, but my mother was killed by a bread van. Oh <laughs> the the lines in it, you are like, I don't want to laugh at this. This is, the context of this is not funny. It's in fact awkward and horrible. Like a guy is chopping off his fingers to tell because he's trying yeah. to tell a grown man he doesn't that's, want to be friends with him anymore. That's my bone to pick with you, Kyle. Thanks for the heads up yeah. on that one. Yeah. What do you What do you mean? Did I I just not tell you? I talked. You didn't say you anything didn't, about it. And why I, would I ruin? I that? mentioned how how much John Wick three affected me when he chops off his own finger. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle's like, oh yeah, cool. Never. Yeah. I've never seen another movie where there's any sort of finger trauma recently. Self-inflicted <laughs> finger trauma. Yeah. Of mine. Yeah. Except this Academy Award nominated film. <laughs> Regardless of the ho- horrific re-traumatization for Ken, for Ken with his fingers, because he ha- has had ac- finger accidents previously. Why do I hate you? <laughs> right. I don't know. It was when he's like, when he threatens to cut off his fingers, I'm like, oh no. She <laughs> yeah. starts sweating. I did. I was. I had, I had like flop sweats. Yeah. So, we so we felt that the lines were the best. Like oh, the, yeah. The, the writing's great. The writing and the, it is such a dry humor. It is so, it is so dry, funny. Yeah. yeah. It's that a really and, good movie. and see how they run was really funny and it didn't get anything. And I just, I, uh, so mad because so it was so fun. So Ken, you probably felt good when you got past the first time he did that. You're like, okay, that's it. Threw a finger at a door and yeah. you're like, haha, it's kind of funny. Okay, it's it's over now. Four more fingers. But then were... he does it a second time. He did it with scissors. <laughs> he did it yeah. with scissors. That's aggressive. Yeah. yeah. I don't care how big those scissors are. Like you're gonna have to honk on those suckers for a while yeah one of the saddest scenes is when the dog tries to pull the scissors away and he's like give them to me buddy no this is this is cody i'm trying to convince her to watch in bruges now because it's yeah it's it's much well it's uh, is it as dark as this one maybe not as much lighter at least lighter? it's more no rela- actually mm, probably not i'd say it's more it, it's easier to watch because it's it's not a period piece yeah that's yeah that's <laughs> like, probably the best way oh, to describe it yeah we it's set in the th- 90s that so movie started we're trying um, to figure out where we were at banshees <laughs> and i'm like i asked kent first i was like oh no i'm not gonna like this because you get this like 
choir music. It's the soundtrack with these sweeping vistas. I'm like, this is going to be so boring. <laughs> this is awful. Ken, what have you made me start watching? I already hate in the first five seconds with the, oh, I'm like, no, I can't. But then it gets started. I'm like, uh-oh, is this, it was like, does this take place now or in the past? And it wasn't until we saw the calendar. <laughs> we were like, oh, okay, 1920s, great. Yeah. WW1. I'm so sorry, Ken. <laughs> I know. I'll take blame for that one. That one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really, I was like really funny. I'm like, Kyle probably should have mentioned this to me. Yeah. That's like, that's like watching a movie, having the main character's name be Kyle. Kyle, your last name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and just like not mentioning it. <laughs> that's just my, my fear of finger injuries is more important than my own name. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whatever. They'll figure it out. All right. Uh, so do we want to wrap this up with our pop culture topics? Yes, please. Let's hear what you got, Cody. I haven't well, looked at it yet. I, I was like, hey, guys, can you believe that Alec Baldwin got charged with involuntary manslaughter? And both of you were like, what? That prosecutor came back and is trying to... Nail Alec Baldwin with involuntary manslaughter charges in the rush shooting. Like, yeah. Um, for context, I think it was a year ago on the set of a movie called Rust. Um, Alec Baldwin accidentally fired a, I guess, loaded prop gun. It was a, it was a loaded gun. It was supposed to have blanks in it, but yeah. for some reason there was live ammunition, and they were they were choreographing, setting up a scene, and so the director was there. The it, this was she the cinematographer yeah, yeah. Shedding, setting yeah. up the shot so they were right in front of alec baldwin and when he shot he shot through the director and hit this cinematographer helena mm -hmm. hutchins and and she passed away and so um it was a very was, tragic obvious accident nobody she, would be standing in front of a loaded gun she knowing... was involuntarily manslaughtered yeah. <laughs> that is <laughs> yeah that is I the term i just don't think I just don't know how he could be charged with that. Like how many movies are made with how many prop guns and there's got to be a level of understanding that these are not real bullets. Like I am not going to kill somebody shooting. Well, they this. can't. That's why you have people on set that are in charge of this. There can't be, there can't be live ammunition allowed anywhere near the set. Know. Have you guys ever met? movie stars anybody in the audience a lot of the times I thought, there's nothing happening between i thought guys. i thought there's Alec nothing Baldwin going on was up getting there charged with involuntary manslaughter for killing his own career multiple <laughs> times this guy has been has been canceled he's been ignored yeah. he's i mean he's, his phone calls go the, to voicemail probably you know who he is is at this point is crazy he hasn't done anything of note since the departed and then it was 20 years before that yeah maybe um 30 Rock, that TV show, wasn't he in that? That we was around the time with of movies, Cody. Well, I'm just trying to figure out where you would It know was also him from. in Departed Time, I believe. Yeah. So, just saying. It's just, it's, it's I a wonder, weird story. It, like, why was it loaded? Yeah. I wonder if an Oklahoma prosecutor is like, I'm going to get one of those Hollywood liberals. And this, this is <laughs> just feel like one of those real. It was. One, one, it was New Mexico, or and whatever. if every They're state took down one of these people, I think the world would be a better place. <laughs> I'm not saying it wouldn't be, all right? I'm just saying every state that has... Uh, like we get a sacrifice, like in Hunger Games, like choose your sacrifice, Hollywood. Perfect. Yeah. I think this is amazing. 
I think Flo- we just saved the world. Florida, Lock you're, it up. Florida, you're next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know you got a list. <laughs> do you, do the other states get a veto it? Like, what if somebody throws up like a Tom Hanks or something? You or saw do- you saw what Connecticut did to Alex Jones. They've already used their card. Yeah. <laughs> we got everybody gets their own. Go for it. Yeah, let's go crazy. Not normal people, not regular people, celebrities. Nail them. I like it. I think it's great. Okay. I'm just I'm just going through now the process of you know what the ramifications for that would be. Well, we don't have time on this episode to do I that. I just would I would just request a veto in case a celebrity I like in case we make there. a mistake. No, no, yeah. no, these are all they have to these are all like 40% or less on Rotten Tomatoes celebrities. We're not picking the cream of the crop celebrities. We're picking Cri- like the cri- Tila tequilas of the world? No, we're not going that low. We're not oh, going man. bargain basement. We're going just below be... the Mendoza line. We're talking like, how many people really still like Chris Pratt? You know, he probably did something in Nebraska at some point that <laughs> he needs to be that needs to be adjudicated in a well, court of law. I think there'd be a lot decided, of people that would jump on that. He thought he could do that. an Italian accent. Yeah, in an so, animated. Movie. So then that's a crime in and of itself. Yeah. In front of a judge in Little Italy in New York City, yeah. and be prosecuted for crimes against humanity. <laughs> okay, I can see how this works. They, they yeah. do need some punishment. They need they need to be held accountable for their actions. Just they, especially they inflicted Chris on us. Every state gets one, gets one, well, one a year, or just one. I think in we general. just do. I think we just do one to start and see where it goes. Okay, we might as well test it. Let's start with Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how this goes. I'm sure it'll go so smoothly. Yeah. <clears throat> Ken, do you have one, or can I go next? Kyle, go for it. All right. The news broke out that Lionsgate is making a Michael Jackson movie, and that's a sentence I thought I'd never say. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's only me, but it just seems like the oddest pairing of Lionsgate, who we know right now does faith-based films and horror films, wants to make a Michael Jackson biopic, and Michael Jackson's... Whole I have life is you know i have faith has this a is lot gonna, of question marks i have a, i have faith this is going to be horrific <laughs> <laughs> there is no how do you I'm, navigate that how do you navigate you, Eddie? you do the same thing you did with uh queen you did the same thing you did with i mean they they were more truth-telling and rocket man but there were some things they kept out obviously sure yeah. bohemian rhapsody you do same the, thing you do the same thing they did with whitney houston and just gloss over the last like 25 years of her life Mm -hmm. they're they're gonna do that but in doing that you're not uh, ignoring uh drug problems or a bad marriage or the fact that someone is is gay when it's really when it really wasn't uh publicly accepted Mm -hmm. you're not ignoring those things you're ignoring (laughs) pedophilia (laughs) you're just gonna ignore that sweep that under the rug this is yeah this is just i mean yeah we can ignore the fact that Elton John did a ton of drugs. Mm. <laughs> we, we can we can just gloss over that. We can ignore the fact that Bobby Brown existed as a human being. We can just gloss over that part of it. This but, subject matter, but this uh, not possible. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. And are you going to address it in a film? Are you going to make a major release motion picture that is like, yeah, that happened. <laughs> those those poor kids. <laughs> what do you guys have to say about that? Huh? God. <laughs> No, it'll probably. No one's gonna come. No one has still come to an agreement about that stuff, and no right. one ever will. It'll be. It'll have to be early years. Like, look at how yeah. this cute little kid rose to fame. Yeah, probably the stuff w- with uh, his odds. father traumatizing yeah. him and 
The abuse of a father. It'll probably like, go there, but it'll probably stop at a certain point to where all those allegations were just starting to pop up. I think it'd be easier to make a documentary about R. Kelly or a movie about R. Kelly than it would be, that would be than about Michael Jackson. <laughs> well, when you think about the logistics, nope, not going there. Go ahead, Kyle. What a discuss, note to end this podcast this on. Out loud. <laughs> what a note to end this podcast on. Why did I choose that one? I don't know. Can you have a? I should have went first topic. and had Cody I go think next. I should stop yeah. talking. <laughs> Well, I think we need a palate cleanser here. Well, my pop culture topic, which we've talked about before, is the the machine release <gasps> on Memorial yes. Day um, for locations that are set up with, with Fathom and have live event capability. Right, Brett so is it's gonna do... Fathom Live. Yes. Not just, you can't just be a Fathom and need a DCP. You have to be Fathom Live Stream. Yeah, Burt Kreischer is going to do a 30-minute stand-up set prior to the movie from the Hollywood Bowl. And, and, wow. and if anybody yeah. from Sony is listening, it's Bert Kreischer. Kreischer. It's a hard name to pronounce. We had a, it, I, it had, hard, I had a moment with a. Please <laughs> just look up his co- podcast or his website, bertbertbert.com. Just, <laughs> just look up anything. Just watch one of his podcasts. There's He's on a Two Bears, One Cave podcast. He's on the Bertcast. He has he some great these, stuff on Netflix. Yeah. He has his specials on Netflix. Please. Please just research this. I did. Before you I start did have a conversation him. with a very forward-facing person at Sony that's been quoted in a lot of industry magazines that called him Bert Kreitcher. Yeah. <laughs> and he's uh-huh. like, he's like, he's the comedian in the movie. Right. It's got it's got Mark Hamill from Star Wars. <laughs> so you know, he described the movie, and it's like a comedy or whatever. Yeah. So, Nothing about how it was based off one of his stand-ups. What, the, the stand-up that went viral. Not, none of that. I yes. just need to see a trailer. We'll see uh, the trailer. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. Please just do some research. <laughs> we really, really He's like on Bert Kreischer. He is a very, very funny comedian. Please don't ruin this. <laughs> this is we'll see awesome. the trailer. Once we see the trailer, it'll be good. <laughs> no, there not there a bit of a trailer already? No, is just that video of him announcing that a movie's coming. Oh, bummer. I don't think there's a trailer. I need, I need something. It'll happen. <sighs> no, let's just look forward to the next Sony release, which is <laughs> 65. 65. Yeah. Oh, the I'm driving one. Yeah. yeah, yeah that that look, I, I am excited for that one. That one actually didn't do too bad. And it's got dinosaurs, so that's that'll be fun. Yeah. I'm driving in space with dinosaurs. Love it. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> However, Jeff Goldblum says it. Oh, I don't think he, he says a, it like the colonel. He adds like an extra syllable <laughs> to <Kentucky> it. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I think this will wrap up our time on this episode. Cody, it was yep. a pleasure having you, and we hope to have you here again <laughs> I hope soon. to come back for all the big topics. When, she, when, she's, when she's pissed off at somebody else oh in Hollywood. Oh, my gosh. When she's figured out Stupid who we're going to prosecute here in the big sky state. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anybody yet. You'll come up with someone. <laughs> Wyoming's got Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at screeninsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.